and welcome to this episode of the DW Podcast. Uh, I am joined by Jake Bugs Band, so we've got uh, Robbo, Jack and Mike. Thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, well, Thanks, So how, uh, as, as we're sitting here, we're sitting backstage in Usher Hall, so Jack, how did the gig go tonight? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's hard for me to get a vibe. <laughs> I'm like, got my in-in monitors in, so it's all very silent for me. We can just hear the, uh, the music, but... It looked it looked rowdy Sunday night, but yeah, always always great to come up to Scotland. Sure. I suppose what's quite interesting for me is like, obviously Jake is like the name of the band or it's his stage name. So like for you guys, it must be like pretty cool to join a band, but also to be almost in the background but not in the background. Exactly, like, man. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think yeah we enjoy being support musicians. That's I wouldn't want to do what he does. No. No, I would prefer stay at the back and just supporting. Better. Rob, we had a good chat last night in the pub, which we won't talk too much about. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How was your head this morning? I was really struggling this morning, <laughs> man. Uh, unfortunately. Oh, well, well, did you get up in the morning? Did you get up? Uh, yeah, I, I got up about 8am and thought, I've lost my bag. Uh, what, what on earth is going on here? Mm. Uh, so I'm totally blaming you. Uh, <laughs> but we had a really good chat last night about uh, when you were first going for your audition with this band. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. Because uh, I was ready to sort of pack it in a bit. I was a bit fed up with it because you're not getting paid doing London shows and all that. Uh, so, but luckily his manager, who I played with at the time, was just like, just, "You should just have an audition with this kid. He's fucking amazing." So, yeah, I bit his hand off, man. It was amazing. And were you nervous when you were coming up to that? Were you? Nah, because I've practiced my bollocks off to make sure I knew every single bit of that tune. So I was pretty confident. But at the same time, you never know, do you? Totally. And did yeah. you guys all join the band at the same time then? Or? It was a late bloomer, actually. Really? How, how many years? 2016. 2016, yeah. 2016. Yeah, it was a funny story for me because um, Jake's good friends with one of my cousins. So he said to me afterwards that him and my cousin were just like sitting, chilling, and he was like, oh, I'm looking for a keyboard player. My cousin was like, yeah, my cousin plays keys. Like, So yeah. Jake was like, whatever. I get a call from my cousin. He's like, look, I've got this audition. Don't mess it up. Like, don't mess it up. Literally, I think a few days before, got the songs. No, I got the Royal Albert Hall video. And ripped that, turned it into audio, went to bed like oh, listening yeah, to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Jay sent me he sent me like a just a a, a video file. And um yeah, he was like, yeah. No, it was a YouTube link. He was just like, yeah, just listen. But he was like, there was about there's quite a few songs, and he was like, listen to all these songs. So I didn't know what songs they were gonna do, but by the time we I got didn't play anything, did we? No. <laughs> we did I remember doing Tra- Trouble Town and I just had like this little keyboard and it was just like, yeah. And was that the first touring band that you joined? Yeah. Um no, man, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? This is. You're the biggest is... rock star in the no, band. No, 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 no. We're not doing this tonight. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where we are. This was. Jake, Jake Bug was the first. Oh, my, my cousin knows this keyboard player that hasn't done anything before. But... Oh, yeah. No, he's big time as fuck. This is the only gig. I was waiting for years. I was waiting for the. Waiting for the yeah. I mean, I, I remember Jake just afterwards saying. Because at the time, he wasn't giving anything away. He was just like, yeah, let's play Trouble Town. And I'd play it, give it all I got expected, like, oh, that was great. But it was like, yeah, let's try seeing it all. So I didn't know, like, I was thinking. And I think at the end, he was like, oh, I'm just going to go through some new songs with my band. Like, do you want to stay? And I'm like, yes. Did you feel like that? I've made it. Like, that's me. Single tear fell from his left eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I've, I've just dropped my laptop down the road for repairs. I've got to go grab it, but I can come back. 
which is the silliest thing I ever said. Yeah, that was one point marked down. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky then they close the door behind you. Well, oh, mate. I mean, they were really. I remember he you guys. Late, he was late for a gig shortly after he joined as well. Oh, no. Oh, Shots fired across the table right there. Now, ask them who the first one is in rehearsals most times. Right. Now I'm saying. Me. me. That me. is. Me. Me. No. The last. The last two times. Not luck. Not. This time, but the two times before, like I was there early, like yeah, that's true. twice. Yeah, yeah that's because you got dropped off from all the tour, though, wasn't it? And you didn't have a choice. You got dumped there. I feel very cornered right now. You know. <laughs> right, so hold on, because you were playing it down there, and I was saying, is this the first touring band that you've been out with? And the guys are saying, oh, I don't do that. No, I've toured. I've I've toured before. It's di- this oh. is different because it's almost like you you feel like even though Jake obviously is. He's, a, he's the main guy, but it, you feel like a band. I feel like these are like my band members. Whereas I did a lot of touring in the pop world and you're a session musician there. Sure. You know what I mean? But it, I'm not saying that. I mean, it just feels a lot more like we have, he lets us have some more input on this. Whereas okay. when you're in the, the pop world, it's like, yeah. You play that song and that's you it. You play this song and yeah, and that's it. So, so would you guys <laughs> say then like in the songwriting process, if you're rehearsing, like, will Jake say to you, do whatever you want or is it like, yeah, it's what he, he normally likes it different to on record. He normally likes a more live feel. So you can do what you like, but we'll call each other out if something's a bit. I think the, be- the best choices will be made, you know, so you, they, and we find it together mm. quite it often. Yeah, yeah, it's quite often like we're listening to something that's already been cut, so the, the parts are in place. And if we enjoy those parts, we'll play them. But if there's something that you want to change, it's like, yo, Jake, yeah, just change it. Could do it. let's yeah. change it. And uh, you know, it's always the right thing for the songs happening. We could, you know, we can speak up if there's an issue. But it's good doing the first record where it was just us two and we did the... Oh, when Mike wasn't there then. Well, yeah, it was, well, a good two, it was yeah, great doing the first record when, when you were on the demo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I love you, Mike. But yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, it's, we had like two days rehearsal to whip yeah, the songs, songs we, into shape. The songs that we play, played on, we... We yeah we kind of we bought to them bought bought them to as acoustic and then we yeah, played the parts we, we had just two did days it together to yeah did you feel that was pressure was there? no it's great it's great no it's but to be honest I enjoyed the songs I was like you should just leave them all acoustic honestly I thought <laughs> well, yeah yeah that was definitely we were just like yeah we you know this sounds like Shouldn't now that with us yeah. it just sounded better on your own but once again he was right and we shut up. <laughs> well, we we had to play on them because we were there. He had a band. <laughs> and what's the story of you, Jack? Then, like, where did you start playing? What was your first live experiences? And... I was uh, from the same city as Jake, although I didn't know him no before. Um, but I think my name just came up when they were doing auditions, and uh, I knew the manager Jason, although we'd never met. So same. So we were put together in the audition. Right. And the same first edition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put us together because I think, I don't know, they, well, they obviously uh, knew what they were doing. <laughs> 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 to be fair, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good, that. It was good. Yeah, we did two auditions together. That was great. I remember I was so, I didn't have enough, I, I didn't have many street credit clothes. I wasn't very cool. <laughs> and uh, these two of us had nice clobber in that. I, I turned up with these, these jeans. Nice these, oh, jeans just... these jeans that were black jeans, I thought they'll be all right. But when you're in the sunlight, they're just sort of that green colour they go in. <laughs> really, 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't realise there were black. I, I thought they were green. I had a black coat on, green jeans, and a fucking mop on my head that you could wipe a floor with. A I had a. We were talking about it earlier. I. It was November. <laughs> so I turned up with a Movember tash. Got a tash. It was like the third week of, of November. Cross. So the Same manager. Yeah, the manager's like, and Jake, you're like, yeah, that, that, that drummer were like, she's. He's the best, like, he's really good, but what the fuck's going on with that moustache? Because yeah. <laughs> it would have been a naughty, ginger, fucking fair <laughs> tash. I wish I was around. <laughs> and then he's like that, and he's like, wait, they're talking about it, it's a serious issue. Fuck, you know. And, and did you see like, them? Wait, he's like, nah, man, they were, talk I, they, they were talking. I'd gone, and then they was like, yo, it's Movember. And they were like, You'd be ah. Able to know. Right, yeah. So then it was obviously, I was like, yeah, of course, I'm not wearing this as... It's like this guy's got a social conscience. It was back when that in that he turned up in his mum's car as well with a flat cap. Yeah, the, and the, the, the TARDIS. His car was like a little, so I was in a Citroen C1 like that, <laughs> <laughs> with my drum kit in the back. I used to call it the TARDIS. It was yeah. like because it was this little blue thing it's that fucking mad. fitted it's everything it's in. <laughs> and like it was in that phase where where Movember, the first couple of years November was cool and everyone was doing it, and then you were like, allow it. But you know, people did. I don't even fucking want to do it, but people did it. So it was that, it was November, and then that was... Uh, I'm really hoping that you raised a good bit of money and you weren't just looking like a dick for a few. Like, it was one of those, that's why I stopped doing it, because everyone was just like, yeah, I love November, but I'm just doing it because I want to look cool. It's like, how much money are you actually raising? It nearly cost but you a gig. It nearly cost, nearly, it nearly it cost, cost you a gig. career, right? So I'd say that to any kids out there who think of doing November, just give money yeah, to charities. <laughs> Dude, it was a cool no. Facebook profile picture, man. <laughs> like, I was in good photos for a while. Just keep the money, sorry. <laughs> no, save, save your careers. Yeah, I raised some money. I love it. And I know this might sound cheesy, but it, doubt, it does now feel like you're kind of like a family. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, de definitely. And it must have taken you so many places that maybe otherwise you wouldn't have went. Like, obviously, you now stay in Tokyo. Was that related to the band, or was that...? Uh, it definitely meant that... I got to travel to Tokyo. I've been once before, a couple of years before, and then when we went there, and that was like, I'd always look forward to going there. But yeah, no, I just love that place. And but have being there with them, like they, you know, we all love it. Everyone. Is that amazing? I love it. Like Mike, Michael <laughs> came over in. Was it September? Was it? Was it September? Yeah, September Jeez. Yeah. And then Jake, you know, pops over when he when he can just to hang out, and Robbo's going to come this year. If he's allowed. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's got a good place. Yeah. I'll yeah, wear the mask. Tokyo is a place I wanted to be, so I ended up being there. These are memorable gigs. Is there anything that sticks in your mind that, like, that's the one, you know, that was the one that I really remember? And... That's a good question. You might yeah, what, what, Mike, for you, are, yeah, what do you think? I have, you have to come back to it. I don't even know. Well, I'd say uh, it's normally the faces of the people in the crowd. If, if there's a, like, tonight was a belter. So that was a Scottish word, right? Then, when you look, yeah, of course, man, Jerry, Jerry than that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, when you look in the faces and you see all that, and tonight is such a beautiful venue. It's, it's things like that that just stick in your mind. You're like, it's, it's just mad that I'm doing this fucking job. Sometimes you have to pinch yourself almost. Though. Yeah, man. Yeah, of course. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird experience. Glass, when you're there, you feel like it's a little bit out of body, and you're like, what the fuck Glass am I doing here? That's going to be 2014 on the other stage. Yeah, that was insane. That was a kind of a peak. That was the end of a run from 2012 to 2015. That was before we'd had any break. And that was Whoa. a big gig, and it was like, you know, 
we've been going like that for a couple of years and uh, I remember that one yeah big time man that was when the, you know that's when you you sort of your dad gives you a slap on the back and says, well, my son, your life isn't a big fucking disappointment. Well done, sir. But that's it. I kind of had know? that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you didn't waste your fucking life. Yeah. Because on, on, on the secret side. You were right, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, I, it, I, that, I did. My dad, <laughs> like. By the way, Jamie, that's, that's not you. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I mean, they know. My my dad and my parents grew up, grew up in church. My dad's like a reverend and all sorts. And don't get me wrong, he's never been like, you know, that's the devil's music, but like, <laughs> it's almost like... You've got to prove yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you do. Yeah, I mean, until Jake, I've not really, I've done stuff, but it wasn't consistent with mm. Jake. It was the first gig where it's like, I don't care for that daffy, Mike. Oh. <laughs> Did you tell me daffy? Yeah, oh. it's the first time you get a wage, so yeah. you a wage and you're like, yeah, And then we did, we did Glastonbury, was it the, the one show? What, like, a, And they watched it on TV. And I'm not lying, my whole life, my dad called me Michael. And as soon as I got back from that gig, <laughs> I get called no, Michael. Boy. I'm telling you, like, yeah, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, it changed. Like, now I can give him advice and also, it, like, it just, for him, it was like, wow, like, he's actually, he's not gallivanting, just playing on the corner. This is, a, this is an important thing about being a musician as well. Yeah. Until you get some sort of uh, structure and, you know, a, a regular wage, which I didn't have until I was like 25. When did you get that? I, oh. From <laughs> I'm still waiting for a regular wage. It's called saving, bro. Uh, <laughs> I need to learn how the, to do uh, that. You know, <laughs> until you get to that, to, that, to that level where you can save a bit of dosh and that, people just think you're a fucking scumbag, do you know what I mean? You just get a waste of Well, of course, yeah. Not naming names, but... They say, what do you, what do, you do? And they're like, oh, I'm a musician. Like, if oh. you look like you're doing something though, keep rocking your back in it. Yeah. Like, I'm going yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna practice for several hours today. Yeah. And they were like, wow, are you know. serious? Yeah. It's Even though it's fucking, you, it's like, I'm, you know, I just feed them a fucking load of bullshit. Ah, oh, right, no. Get away with it. Do you feel that your dad being a reverend was quite influential in the fact that you're playing keyboard? And... Mm, yeah, I mean, he actually used to play keyboards himself, but he wasn't very good at it. Yeah. So he has this thing, he believes that. Um, he's seeing his dream through me. But I grew up playing <laughs> in church, so it was like, understanding how to hear music and kind of jump in has been a big part in terms of surviving this gig. Because it's a weird kind of place, because I don't really play the lead, I more play underneath Jake sure. and stuff, so it's like, yeah, it, it's played a big... Uh, <laughs> what I thought was crazy was before we came on this, we were talking and you are like, I can't read music at all. Oh yeah, no, I can't. No. You know what, I, I just learned a really unorthodox way and then I, I went to uni to learn. And I think I could have, but it, it, I was just at an age where it took a lot of discipline. And I remember having piano lessons and everybody else was playing Mozart and I had to play like Baba Black Sheep. <laughs> and I could barely get through that because he was like, I don't want you to play it, you need to read it. And then he'd have a pencil mm. and say, oh, oh you need, oh, yeah. Eric, do you, you play bass, do you? Did you? Are you musically, can you read? No, I, I just enjoy the nights out. Mate, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's two type people. If they get shown music notation and they kind of get along with it, it's good. But yeah, <laughs> the teacher needs to understand if they've got a student that's not taken to reading. You just, you just go, okay. And that doesn't mean that you're I not good at music, you know? No, it's people, th people have Well, look at Mike, man, he's one of the 
No. People are visual thinkers, yeah. you know, people Cord are more Smith. oral Cord thinkers. Smith. Like, like, like Cord Smith. I can't lie like that. Mr. Mate Cordsmith. Yeah, yeah. If you think about his, his music bank in his head and he's got that, it's all stored in, in your mind because you don't read. So you can't go, oh, I can forget this and then put it in front of me. Yeah. It's like the, capa the brain capacity for you to, to see those progressions and chords. It's, it's like people read so English differently. If you're dyslexic, yeah, you, you understand the world in a different way. So yeah, you exactly. might pick up more audio, you know, you don't yeah, need to read yeah, so yeah. much. And actually, I think that's quite an interesting point because I think up until recently, maybe in the last five, 10 years, it was almost if you were dyslexic, like people would almost class you as being stupid or something. And, and, you know, as, as you know, half of them are yeah, more, way more creative and yeah. intelligent than they get credit for, you 100%. know. Yeah, half, half yeah. the people on this crew yeah. yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's now we, you know, we're born in a time where we can be stupid and people will be like, it's okay. But you've got a talent there, you know, it's not. It's just, it's just different. They'll give you a half an hour extra at you school. Know, ed education's a, a different path for everyone. So, you know, my, my English teacher at school was dyslexic, but he, he had a grasp of the English language. He could teach it better than anyone else. Yeah. It was more verbal than fucking writing. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you we, know we know lots of great Great people that are dyslexic, obviously. They've gone on to great things. Richard Branson, Guy Ritchie, Ollie King. You know, when someone, you know, when someone says, dyslexic. If someone says, oh, you're tone deaf, it's like you're hearing stuff in a different way. This is a very inclusive group. Yeah, it has to be good. Mike, I want to ask you, because obviously, from knowing you guys over the past few while, it seems like this is a very chilled out tour. Oh. And uh, obviously you've been touring with the streets and Mike Skinner, and how does that compare? It's almost like <laughs> you know what you know what it, it because you know what it is. It's a, these guys are my like they're my friends like they're they're my like friends. They know me on a personal level as well. Are you saying you don't like the boys for the streets? No, I'm not. It's a, you know what it is. It's a, I've known these guys longer and I've been doing this, but with the streets, it's more of a like. When we're on stage, it's a like, so one thing that Mike Skinner, he is good at is almost like putting on the performance of. Yeah, he's a, a frontman. Front yeah, line. so it's like, it's, it's, my, it's my front of house guy's birthday. I'm going to take my beer and I'm going to give it to this person <clears throat> and he's going to swim to the engineer and, and then he's going to drink the beer and then I'm going to swim to the bar and I'm going to order this drink. Like, it's just a different well, energy. I'll just be like that, looking just like, where is he in the crowd? And then by the time he gets back, everyone's got to play the note, and it's like... It's a show, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really, I respect... That's Whereas a good man. Whereas Jake yeah. would just like pull a mild shape. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's putting on a show. Do you feel yeah. you have to improvise more then? With, with Mike? Yeah. I, f I think so, yeah. But I, I do think he's, he's so good at that. Because we'll do 20 gigs, and every night it'll be like a different kind of gimmick or a different kind of like approach. I always tell the story, there was one gig where I think it'd been raining the whole day. And then when we got on stage, the sun came out and he was I brought this, I spoke to God and I negotiated the sun. Was sign. that like Glastow? No. It might have been Glastow. I, I, I think I've seen that in yeah. the video. Yeah. And he was like, I bought, I paid for the sign, a lot of money for the sign. You owe me. The whole gig, you owe me. And then at the end of the gig, he would be like, I want you all to crowd surf with me. Or he like, he has that kind of thing. It was completely different to Jake Park. Whereas, this has a different kind of musicianship. Yeah. I was talking to Jake, I think like three days ago, quietly just saying like, slightly for allowed to say, well, actually like a really good band. <laughs> yeah. Like in terms of like what everybody brings to the table. These are very tight as well. 
Yeah. He's a good comp- compliment on that to me. He's a very big team. Yeah, he's a rock. Cheers, Derek, man. He, <laughs> he's, a, he's a surgeon. And that's what's going to say. I don't know. I always say it. I don't know a bass player that's so, so, like, solid. When I actually, I've never said this to him. When I first heard him play, I was like, he's actually, like, a lot better than I even, like... In a, no, 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 like, you know, like... You know what it is? The way Jack plays, Jack doesn't... He can play, like, an indie drummer, but he also plays, like, a gospel, jazz, funk drummer. Like, and I was just like... the tambourine Yeah, I was like... Normally, in, like, a, say we are an indie band, I don't want to get told off for calling us, like, an indie band, but, like, their style of playing is very, like, indie, and that's it. Whereas he has got so many different styles, I just wasn't expecting that. To like, mm-hmm. there's certain like I'm from the gospel world, and there's certain things he does that he knows is gospel. Like, and it's just very impressive. Yeah, I played with the gospel man, See, I think that's a backhanded compliment Kurt, there. Kurt Franklin. Eh? Yeah, I played yeah, some. Yeah. I played some Kurt Franklin cheese. <laughs> they're both like honestly, just to me, they're just so solid, and I, I just, I'm just, I was just really impressed. I was like, wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. Decent, decent players. Everyone's a decent player. I think you two guys have paid him to say that though. Yeah, I paid him. <laughs> I paid him. I mean, on the, on the other note, which was quite funny, that I remember going to the audition and after listening to the songs for like four days, just being like, these songs are a lot slower than I thought. And I think that time you guys were so... We were just blazing. <laughs> yeah, he was blazing and it was just like... Dude, you know, that's a good point because the Royal Albert Hall gig was the fastest gig. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, so that's what you would have been learning. For some, obviously, maybe Actually. nerves, whatever, anticipation, but that time, <laughs> the set was so fast. <laughs> that early 2014, like, we were hard on the road and everything Plucky, got- Plucky young bucks. So yeah, everything got so fast. <laughs> it was crazy. Was and the, so you were- you I remember seeing it all, it was like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, why is it so slow? Maybe it's because they're stone. I was like, <laughs> No, I mean, obviously that had something to do do with it, but yeah. But you sound very professional. I appreciate that. I've never been called that in my life. (laughs) I'm telling you, yeah. Because obviously, don't get me wrong, you guys like to have a drink, you like to chill out, whatever. But before you go on, you're professional. Yeah. Oh, bro, you. That's why we're doing this podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, you like. Because you decided to turn up too late. <laughs> I just yeah, so. <laughs> you, you kind of you need to make the gig the, the keep it the most important part of the day. So if you're like, oh, I can get drunk and and enjoy myself early evening because I can play a gig and no one will notice, you know, it then becomes about getting drunk and you you're not putting you know, you're not giving the respect to the, the reason that you're there, which is the gig. So if you have a drink before, but you, if you're focused on the gig, then every day's worthwhile. Because then, the, if you know, if you're just about partying, then the gig becomes a distraction from your partying. Totally. So you just keep the yourself that if you've managed to get to the to the level where you can respect it, you owe yourself that. There's no point in getting there and then fucking trying to be Guns and Roses no. when you're not just getting just, pissed just and playing bad. Just get the job yeah. done as best you can. Getting pissed and playing bad is a classic thing. It's, and obviously, some again, a lot of performers, people are there, you know, for the music as well as as the characters and the, and the personas and the performance. So some people getting drunk is part of the act. Fine, great, whatever, man. But definitely, Nothing. I like 
I like trying to make the gig better each night. Like we're always striving to make it better. Yeah, yeah, and if, if you're drunk, it's harder. If I have a bad day, I'm genuinely pissed off and I don't really want to talk to anyone. Why are you talking to us just now then? Yeah, <laughs> see how we both that's a double whammy. <laughs> Robert, yeah. come back. Come back. Come back. Come back here. I think, I think ultimately though, you, you remember as well that there's hundreds or thousands of people out there that have came and paid money to see you. Yeah, man, so, babysitters. Well, people are paying for Yeah. The, definitely, I think, the, definitely we all respect the fucking crowd you know i i would if i had a mic i'd tell tell the crowd a lot why like, do you not have a mic because you, them too fucking much. Dude, <laughs> you don't want me talking you don't want me talking it's because it's, it's, like, i just waffle it's, it's, it's not good for me it's not good for me to be given a one gig though you should definitely have a wrap around for it could be like a dappy mic <laughs> oh, no, go there. Uh, we can. I mean, <laughs> like to leave certain things in the park. I mean, you have to. Your journey is your journey, isn't it? But I just like to know. Journey. I'm glad See, that I'm, I'm, you know, head above water at the moment. Yeah. And you feel you're on a better road now than hmm? probably. You're on a better road now. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not on the pole anymore. You know. <laughs> I didn't realise you were a stripper. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's, there's a thing. There's a there's a there's, there's... <laughs> to get some money. I uh, <laughs> had to get on the pole to sell my body. It kind of was that to be honest with you. Anyway, that's another. That's another. Ooh, the next podcast. <laughs> 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 CW podcast after hours. <laughs> DW. Did you ever have a normal job, Mike? Yeah. Oh, listen. I I um I did telly sales. Did you? Oh, did yeah. My first it. ever job was telly sales, six pound an hour. I was yeah. four pound an hour. For oh. gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Luton. <laughs> so you were on the phones. Yeah, that was my first. So I had I got a twin brother, and he's like the logical twin. So he's very much like good at maths and IT. I always say that. So he, as soon as he finished school, like he got a job. For me, it wasn't as it wasn't as easy. And then I ended up kind of getting a telesales job. And then after that, I worked in a I worked in a store actually, a music store. But I used to get a lot. That's when music started to take off, and I had a mate that kept calling me for gigs. And I kept taking days off, and then one day he was like, "Mate, I've got a tour." Like you should, you're definitely like you should do it. It's like six grand, which was a lot of money at the time. And I remember just going to my manager and just saying, "Look, can I just get a week off?" Like these times, it just it's like you have no days left. And he literally was like, "You can go and do it, but if you do, you don't, have a job when you come don't back. come back." Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a part is where you got to walk out sometimes. Yeah, yeah man. I was like, you know I'm what? I said, "All that I understand," and here I am now. Yeah, so stupid you. stuff like you should really knuckle down and get. To- did you hear what I said? <laughs> Six grand. <laughs> you think, what, yeah. what fucking planet are you on? That's what it was. And it was just, I mean, and then that's, obviously it was good when I did the tour, but afterwards it's like, that's when like, the stripping started. <laughs> <laughs> Certain days you've got to dance on the pole to survive, you know? Like, it gets a bit grim, cold outside and that. And then obviously this, I left the pole for life. Yeah, you know. Are you serious? Yeah, like I mean, you know what it is. There's certain, certain. I'm telling you, there's certain gigs where, like, I used to do the fifty pound gigs where the promoter would go missing at the end of the night. I just and didn't want to pay. Get a message and say, "Oh, we didn't make enough money on the door." Mm. 
I'd really? missed the last train and I'd have to catch the night bus home, which yeah, is like an hour. A massive keyboard on my back and like Friday night. It's like, what's that? Is that a guitar? It's like, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it, that to this is like night and day, basically. Yeah. So that's what I call the stripper pole. That's, yeah, bang on. Yeah. Did you ever have it where you'd be like, you just finished playing in, in London, particularly, you go like, can I get a glass of water? It's like, mmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate, you are asking a bit too fucking you have to pay to play and it's like mate I'm can I have a water mm, that was the, I've, you reminded like our thing was you'd get like a little That's stamp I was like, I'm yeah I got that your first like it's hot in there you've just done like you've played 20 songs everyone's gone home and like you're like oh can I you got the wristband like oh can I just get a coke I'm like sorry bar's closed yeah it's like, oh, a coke. Was water. this water yeah it's like yeah. sorry no that thing we need to live no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you denying me my human rights so what's the future for you guys then? You've obviously got another few dates in this tour and what's coming up in the next few years? Then? I'm going to say this really quickly, promo, uh, is it 27th? Oh, I'm not sure if that's going on now, I'm not sure. Oh, mm. moving on swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good shout out, Michael. Yeah, sorry, go back to them. So we've got uh, Dundee tomorrow and then up to Aberdeen and then the day off in Newcastle. That's not going to end down on last night. Well, you, yeah, you joined us for a day off yesterday. You loved it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it was all right, mate. It was good, man. It was good. It was good. We propped the bar up for a few hours, didn't we? Aye, aye. And then I think the bar propped us up. Yeah. Mm, we'll leave it at that. Are you doing any summer, any summer festivals? Or? Yeah, we've got a few things in Europe, maybe. It's a Stockholm one, isn't it? Yeah. This, I think this year is just maybe releasing some new songs periodically throughout the year, maybe at the end of the year, there'll be talk of the album. The album's, there's lots of songs been written. Um, but I think, yeah, they're just going to be releasing some new music through the summer. There's dates in the diary. I think... There's not too much there. I mean, the, the festivals seem to come yeah, in. This, it's like this... You always have a few the, bits the year's going to present itself, even to yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the no. is, you never look further than the two weeks ahead, to be honest. Yeah. I never, you know. European tour in November. That's, yeah. that's like. That was a secret. When we get to go to Mexico. <laughs> He's giving it all away, man. Nah, listen. When we, when we go to America and Mexico. Uh, May, yeah. So yeah. I think we start in New York, then we go to LA for a week, then we're in Mexico. Brilliant. God willing. Fishing for dirt. Love it. Thank you very much. Well, I have to stuff on now. Is, is, is Jack no, no. Listen, we'll hold it Jack back for the next thing. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> they need to know. Yeah, we're going to do some pop up shows in Los Angeles, New York. Yeah, yeah amazing. Eh? You see a joke yeah, pop up. It ain't a vegan burger, it's a gig. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you so much for your time. Derek, really always a pleasure, it. brother. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much, Tempty. Listen to us, tuned in. If you've not before, listen to smoke episodes. Like and subscribe, and I think we're going to have another beer and then. Yeah, come on, man, let's go. Let's have a beverage. Just fucking get it. <laughs> Guys, cheers. Get it. Cheers. <laughs>